Welcome to the Ether. Today is Monday, October 31st, 2022. Today on the Ether, 100% commission validators with Angel Protocol, hosted by Oni and Spark IBC. Let's take a listen. Uh, to the Angel guys, maybe Twitter is broken. I'm inviting you both up to speak. Hopefully those requests are coming through. Hey there, thanks for the invite. I, I, just, I just got it and just didn't get to accept it a few seconds ago. Awesome. Um, is Alliance going to stay in the audience for this one? The Alliance account? I think so. Um, yeah, we're also just waiting. Actually, Chauncey's just arrived as well. So probably if you give Chauncey an invite to speak, um, then he can, he can take that and I can, I can be quiet then. Awesome. Yep, there he is. And then looks like we'll just be waiting on Kevin. Let me get. Let me go send Kevin a quick DM. But Chauncey, good to talk to you again. Been been so long. <laughs> I know, Timmy. I mean, the the hours between when we last talked and now, it's it's really left a void in my life. A, a Timmy shaped void. I've heard that before. <laughs> We're all here for you, Chauncey. Us Tims have got to stick together. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, I don't know. I'm not sure if we've ever met, actually. I think I would remember another Tim. Is that, I assume that's your name, whoever's on. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's me. I'm, I'm Tim, Tim from Angel Protocol. Awesome. Tim from Spark IBC. <laughs> Good to meet you. Cool. So, well, we just give Kevin a few minutes to show up. Uh, how have you guys' days been? Happy Monday. Everybody loves a Monday. Actually, I've loved Mondays more since I've started doing a job I love here in the in the cosmos. I love it. That's so true. You know, if if you are not loving your Monday, then really think about uh, quitting your job or doing literally anything else because life is too short. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten into a nice a nice sort of uh, balance. I think where I. I do look forward to my like off days. I give myself at least one, try to give myself at least one of the two weekends. Um, and I do look forward to and enjoy that. But by the end of it and Monday, I'm also like, all right, got some stuff to do <laughs> that I'm excited to do. So can't complain. Hmm. I'm wondering, wondering if Kevin might have had a, some kind of an emergency or something. Cause he's, he's usually a very fast replier, even if you'd forgot or something. Um, he's not replying on any channels. But I think that's okay. I think to start just while we wait for him for the discussion we want to have today, um, just for anyone who's not aware, um, maybe give, do you want to give like a brief, just three, four minute overview of what Angel is, what you guys are trying to do, what you already have done, what you have built. And I think that'll provide some context for the 100% commission validator discussion we're going to get into. 
I would love to. Uh, so with Angel Protocol, it was really set up to democratize access to opportunity. Um, we saw all the benefits that the DeFi and Web3 space could provide, especially with trustlessness, uh, with transparency, and with disintermediation. Um, what you see in a lot of the philanthropy and impact investing space is gated opportunity and really this poverty cycle that you know many people can identify with, where you know if you're a large NGO, you get a lot of attention. If you are a smaller organization, it can really be hard to get eyes. It can be hard to get capital. Um, and so with Angel, we're really trying to level that playing field and give opportunity to everyone. So the way we do that is we provide tooling for change makers. Uh, and this ranges from nonprofits and endowments to social entrepreneurs starting their own impact ventures. Uh, and we give them tooling to fundraise, coordinate, and invest. Um, so, you know, if anyone on the call knows of nonprofits who uh, really just knows of any nonprofits um, that you would like to support, send them our way. Uh, it's a free sign up. Uh, we seed every endowment with $100 to start off. Uh, they get a free fundraising page on our marketplace. Uh, and this allows uh, for the crypto community as well as uh, fiat donors who will be made available through Kado soon uh, to contribute to organizations that are impactful to them. Uh, all the organizations on Angel Protocol are aligned by one of the UN Sustainable Development Goals, such as ending poverty or, or hunger. And uh, yeah, we've had a lot of traction and success. What we found is that people in the space want to give. They want a way to give back. And with that, we've been able to onboard over 165 different organizations. Uh, we've raised over $6 million in donations. And we also have the Angel Alliance, which is a federation of giving partners who have either committed part of their revenue to Angel Protocol charities or integrated charity into their uh, actual product in some way. Um, so that's over 125 different NFT projects, validators, protocols, um, other types of businesses like Flipside Crypto is an example. Uh, and it really just shows the level of compassion and desire to give back in the space. Uh, so with Angel, we've really just tapped into that latent desire uh, and made it as easy as possible for people to give, whether you are a donor or an organization. Awesome. And we have Kevin with us. We were just having Chance give everyone a little bit of context on sort of what Angel is to help frame our discussion today. Awesome. Yeah. Sorry I'm late. We uh, had a chain upgrade that went over a little bit of time, but Juno's uh, we're, we're spitting blocks back out. So apologies for that. I was wondering if it was exactly that. Yeah. No worries. <laughs> but uh, great. Yeah, I caught the I caught the tail end of that. And uh, that sounds awesome. Cool. So I guess. I guess building off that Chauncey, actually, for just the last little bit of context in your current sort of desired and I think previously fully like fledged model on Terra. How does your validator fit into that? Uh, so our validator is one of many ways for people to give and contribute to social impact. Uh, so what we found is that for any individual donor, right, they're in different positions. Uh, some people might want to just make a straight donation. Uh, they can just go to our charity marketplace and do that, uh, connect multi-chain, different wallets. Um, and, and directly donate to a charity. Um, by the way, the, the key part that I missed in the overview is we're not just doing the iterative solution of allowing people to donate to charity. 
uh, we're actually putting that money to work through on-chain endowments. Uh, and that's really just a savings investment vehicle for nonprofits, taps into a variety of different yield sources across uh, both Cosmos and we'll also be building out to other chains as well. Um, and that just allows the charities to not only uh, build up funds, but actually put them to work and create a new type of revenue stream for them where ideally they live off the yield from their endowment and break out of this fundraising trap. So the validators are another way for people to give into that. Uh, instead of donating principal, you can take your existing principal uh, on whatever favorite chain you support. So we currently run validators on Juno, uh, Kujira, and Terra. Uh, and for any of those chains, you can take your token. Uh, so you can go by Juno, you can stake it to our Juno validator. 100% um, of the commission from those validators goes to charity. So this is a way for you to donate yield. What we've heard from a lot of people is they want a way to programmatically donate yield from their assets to charity without actually giving up their principal and their exposure to the underlying asset. So the idea with the Juno validator is it allows someone to hold a big bag of Juno and have that exposure, but also be able to donate the yield from that without giving up their actual Juno. Awesome. Cool. That was a perfect little overview. Um... So I guess now maybe, Kev, if you want to jump in, um, I guess there has just been some debate about like, or even not even debate, but just thoughts on like, do 100% commission validators make sense? And what are your thoughts? Just sort of face value, Kevin. Yeah, well, let me preface this by saying um, I, I want just angel protocol to get the funding it needs to do meaningful work. Um, you know, I, I've been working with 501c3 since I was a teenager um, and nonprofits like across the world. It's an area that um, I, I think is hugely important. And angel protocol, for me at least, was kind of the first um, intro that I've seen uh, to the charity world in, in crypto, um, which I thought was awesome, you know, and, and we first talked during the kind of Terra downfall and uh, through the Terra developer fund. So um, I, I think it's, it's a pretty amazing uh, aspect of, of crypto that, that we can even have a protocol like this and, and, and make these things simple and, and seamless for people. So uh, I'm going to preface by saying that. Um, and the way I see it is whatever solution results in funding that is sustainable for Angel is the best solution. So if I'm wrong and 100% commission validators is the right thing, I will be the happiest wrong guy in the world. And if I'm, you know, quote unquote, right, and that it maybe makes sense to have a lower commission to, uh, you know, climb up the active set and garner more delegations. Um, and that results in Angel getting more delegations that they need and deserve and, and funding these initiatives, then that's a win. So I, whatever the solution is, I think it's it's an awesome outcome. So I just want to see charitable validators um, remain viable and, and uh, for, for people to feel comfortable um, and, and capable of delegating to them. So I think that's the the most important thing to me. So I just want to preface with that. And I think 
you know, if anything comes out of this, we, we need Angel, you know, not just on Juno, but on as many chains as we can get them in the cosmos and, and funded through as many means as possible. And I, I just want to see that uh, be the resolution from all of this, if that makes sense. That's, that's the solution I want to find. That was, I love that. That. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Uh, and I just want to clarify one point. Uh, what we're talking about with our validator would actually, it's really got nothing to do with funding Angel Protocol itself. Um, 100% of the commission goes 100% to charities. Uh, so the idea here is really just trying to establish another charitable avenue for people to give. Uh, and a cool aspect of this that's worth noting is with 100% commission validator going entirely to charity, it's all on chain. Uh, your individual delegations, the harvesting of that commission, the sending of that commission to charity accounts. And that's all tax deductible as well. So we offer immediate tax receipts when you donate to our charities. So you can actually get a tax write-off from staking to 100% commission validator. Um, and you can write off the revenue, the actual yield from your stake as part of your charitable contributions. So, you know, to be honest, for a lot of people, that's not a huge deal. Most people give for the sake of giving and tax receipts aren't the top reason they do so. Uh, but I do think it's, a, it's another aspect of this worth considering. I think that's actually a, a kind of one of, I'm just speaking from like a purely practical perspective, but I think it's one of the things that is really cool about it because it, 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 there is of course the higher purpose of giving, but there's a, there is something there, which a, a lot of people weigh as a, a, a way to, you know, make it even more viable to give um, and sometimes give larger amounts. So it's, it's an easier financial decision for them. And in my opinion, like one of the nice things that I always look at is like, how can we make the process of giving as frictionless as possible? Um, and I, I think that's sort of maybe where my, um, you know, uncertainties around 100% commission validators comes around is just, I, I sometimes feel like maybe people see 100% and they go, oh no, that's everything. Um, but at the same time, you know, I don't know if there's certain, um, things that that simplifies on the tax front for people or, um, you know, it, it's also newer in the cosmos and in seeing some of these charitable endeavors. So I think maybe people have some sort of amb ambiguity around that and what that means for them. Um, so that was sort of one of the, the things that I had kind of trigged on as a potential, like, is this a friction point? Is it not a friction point? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good one to like talk through. Actually, let's let's just like start there. Um, one thing I keep I, I don't know if we've mentioned it yet, Chauncey. You might have in your intro at the beginning. Apologies if I'm sort of reiterating here, but like one thing that I think uh, I just want to get out there because I think it'll play into our discuss discussion with all this is Angels Locked for Good program. Um, and basically, just to keep it super brief, I'm sure I'm not going to do it great justice, Chauncey, but it's it's a way for projects and organizations like larger entities, not just an average investor, um, to commit like a portion of principle to be locked up in a validator and like constantly be a, a charitable 
force. And I just wanted to mention that part of it because like Chauncey, you said something about the tax things and, you know, most people don't do it for those reasons, but we need to think beyond just the most people. We do need to think of the large organizations that do have to report every penny where it goes, that sort of thing. Um, and so in that sense, like, honestly, maybe this question is split into two, like what, what creates the, the least friction for giving for an end user versus an entity or an organization or something. Um, have you ever thought about it from that perspective, Chauncey, of like maybe it's different? Yeah, or either of you, honestly, Kevin or Chauncey, like I, I kind of think those two um, target audiences may not value the same things or utilize the same tools when it comes to this process. I'm not sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. And and this goes to the point. So like as a general rule, I think that people are naturally good and want to help. Uh, but I think people are also naturally going with the convenient option. So I often compare it to like running water. Uh, water is going to flow downstream through the easiest path it can find. Uh, and one of the problems today is there aren't a lot of good on-chain ways to give, right? There are these Web2 companies that facilitate crypto donations and don't really do anything besides, you know, accepting and liquidating crypto. Uh, and we want to be much more Web3 forward. We want to meet the community and the donors where they are. Uh, and that means different options for different types of people and different types of organizations. So the Locked for Good program is actually a means to align incentives between protocols and ecosystem funds that are largely made up of their native token. Um, and the fact that there is an incentive uh, misalignment of asking one of those protocols or ecosystem funds to donate a bunch of their funds to charity. Because what this entails is market selling the said token, which hurts the price and hurts the community. So 99 times out of 100, that's going to get voted down. So the Locked for Good program is a means to align those incentives. It allows native tokens to be donated, staked for yield, and then the principal is actually protected. Whatever tokens are donated are held in perpetuity. Um, the yield from those tokens, 25% compounds the original position, 75% gets paid out to charities and angel protocol. So in this way, you know, a protocol like Uniswap can now donate uni tokens, have those locked up, have the yield go to charity, and it might actually pass their governance voting. Uh, in this way, instead of just market selling a whole bunch of your token, you're actually permanently locking up token supply while creating a new generative giving engine for charity. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Um, Kevin, I want to let you weigh in. Um, and if, if you don't know with what specifically, maybe just like, I'm kind of curious, just you as an end user, um, and we should focus on and explore the other perspectives later for sure, but just as like, not as Oni validation, just just as Kevin, like a user of the cosmos. Do you feel you'd be more attracted to something other than 100? Let's say you had a set amount of capital you were ready to give up, or no matter how you wanted to calculate it in your heads, a set amount of yield you were ready to give up. Um, do you think you'd prefer to do that with something other than 100% commission? And if so, I'm wondering if we could just kind of talk through that and explore it. Yeah, I mean, uh, the answer um and we would definitely i mean i would personally do that with with just my own funds because i've had a chance to go through angel protocol and see the charities that they work with um 
I think I would even be like uh, even more into. Um, well, you can. I could. I can just go choose the charities that I would want to support. I believe, right, Chauncey, and and donate directly to them through Angel. Is that right? A hundred percent. And that's also true of our different giving partners. So as an example, like uh, Raccoon Supply as a project wanted to join the Angel Alliance and give back. They had a very specific charity in mind of the man who talks to dogs. It's a dog rescue charity. So we onboarded that charity so they could direct their funds that way. Um, so again, it's all about optionality and meeting donors where they are. Uh, but yes, the short answer, Kevin, you can go through, select specifically what charities you want to support a hundred percent. Awesome. Yeah. So that's, that's super cool. Um, like, I think that's something that I, you know, cause I, of course, like I have the things that, um, are, are important to me and in going through the, there were like four or five different charities where I was like, that's hits very close to home for me. Um, so like as an end user, I think that's a really, um, cool feature. And, um, I think it would also be really cool for chains, like specific chains to be able to do that with specific things. Like I could imagine, Regen would really focus on environmentally conscious social initiatives, um, you know, and, and kind of more specific cases like that. I know Juno as well has looked at how they can offset their environmental impact as a chain um, and, and also be a carbon negative chain. So um, those are things that I think are, are very aligned and uh, make a lot of sense. So, yeah, I, I think probably you know, maybe the only thing that I can think of on the hundred percent, this is like maybe the, you know, only argument that I have, and, and maybe there's a really easy solution to it is, is just the, um, and this is not an end user thing, but this is just coming from the world of, of validating is, um, the concept of like the floor is lava, which is that when there's a validator at the bottom of the set, that floor is always rising, um, over time. And on Juno, we recently expanded the set. So the, the floor is lower, um, which is great because it allows newer validators to get in, but it's still 25,000 Juno, I think, right now. Um, and then the one up from that is 40,000 Juno. So I think it, it might be that it, it just needs an initial allocation that kind of safely secures a spot in the chain where people wouldn't be worried that um, they're locking up 100% of their yield. And then if a node were to fall out of the active set, then they're generating no yield for, you know, 28 days while things are unbonding or um, redelegating period. So um, I think that's probably one of the like main blockers that I feel inside <laughs> is like, I could imagine some like, I want to do this, but also then nobody wins if a node falls out of the set because nobody's making yield on that. And there's no, you can't participate in consensus and what have you. So, um, you know, I think getting to a safe spot is probably the most important thing. And it's just a little bit more difficult to, you know, I wouldn't say yeah, five times initial. difficult. Yeah. But that initial push can be harder yeah. at a hundred percent. Yeah. Chauncey, before, before you reply to that, or just as part of your reply, um, because I'm obviously more or less, um, or at least you know, I'm I'm more or less in favor of the hundred percent validator. I do think it makes sense, but 
the one area I do, I think, tend to agree with like Kevin on is just that danger. And so one thing I have wondered is, have you considered something like you guys do take 100 percent commission, but only 80 or 90 percent of it goes back to charity? The rest gets recompounded into your validator to continue it like growing or something to that effect. So I would certainly be open to something like that. And I definitely have some thoughts on, in terms of breaking into the open set. Um, so we do think it's important to compound the principle of a position, uh, if nothing else, to at least keep up with inflation or else you are inherently losing some value over time by not increasing that principle. So I think there's absolutely something to be said for that. Uh, the getting into the So one other thing, the 20% or 10% versus 100%. Uh, in our experience, it's actually more effective to stand out. So if we are a 10 or 20% validator and we are one of over 100 validators, it's very hard when someone's scanning that to like, oh, oh, look, what's that? If you are someone who isn't already aware of Angel Protocol and you're scanning through the validators and you say 100% commission validator, yeah, it grabs your attention and maybe that's in a negative way at first, but you're curious, you want to learn more, you dig in, you find out what it's about, and then maybe you'll stake at that point. So I do think there's a certain element the other way of having a higher commission being beneficial in that sense. Um, in terms of getting into the active set, this to me is the ultimate chicken and egg problem. Uh, and I would posit that very, very, very few validators have made it into the active set who weren't either A, part of the Genesis set, B, had some level of whale support behind them, or C, had their own collateral and capital to put up to get them into the active set. Uh, almost invariably, it's one of those, some mix of that in between. So we can talk about how we can appeal to like a broader range of users to get into the active set, but whether we're at 10% or 100%, I think that challenge is going to remain that we're going to have to win over at least some larger influential voices or it's going to be an uphill climb. And it is a challenge, right? So even if we yeah. raise awareness broadly at 10, so we, we could drop our commission to 10%, we could make an awareness campaign all around it, but the chicken and egg problem still exists. People don't want to stake until you're in the active set. So, Actually, sorry, Kevin, go ahead. Yeah, I well, I, I just wanted to say that maybe this is a super stupid idea, but I just thought of it, and um, stupid ideas have never stopped me before, so I'll, I'll just say it, but maybe um, a potential solution, at least, might be to spin up a node which has a maximum commission of 100%, and a maximum you know changeable um commission of 100 percent, meaning you could at any given day change your commission to anything that you wanted um which would be abnormal for a typical validator but would make sense in this scenario completely um and secure a spot in the active set you know on kind of a pledge basis with people at a lower commission where they might feel more comfortable with the understanding that that commission will be scaled up on a certain tier basis over time until reaching 100% once safely um, stationed in the active set at a higher ranking where there's some stability and, and certainty. 
that I could see as maybe a potential um, compromise on on getting there, at least like making it a, a softer on ramp, um, garner the support, you know, have time to campaign into the active set, introduce users to the mission and how it all works, um, and kind of have sort of celebratory milestones where the commission's raised, and you know we can have the angel protocol to you know ten to twenty percent. Uh, space where we all celebrate the next tier and a milestone and things like that. Maybe gamifying that process could be kind of a cool way to work up to that hundred percent mark, where you know things are more sustainably uh, positioned higher in the set, and you know, I don't know, around the hundreds or something like that could be a cool way to just sort of soften the uh, initial climb. So I, I think that's an interesting idea, and I, I would be open to it. I think there's a big concern, though, and honestly, part of it is the difficulty in communicating to everyone who's staking to your validator and keeping them updated and aware. But mm-hmm. the thing is, there's inevitably going to be people who feel extremely rugged by that, right? If you delegate to a validator and you don't realize the full context of the conversation we're having in this AMA right now, and then the next day the validator jumps up, you know, <laughs> to 100%, you're going to feel like someone took advantage of you or misled you. Even if we do our best to like shout that from the rooftop and make sure everyone's aware, inevitably that message won't land with everyone. That's not necessarily a reason not to do it. That's just my my biggest concern with that plan. Makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I can totally see that um, being uh, the case. And maybe it's not a 10% thing, but I don't know, even if it was starting out at 50% and you put in the title going to 100%, you know, X date right. or whatever, as some people do to make it like very evident that that's kind of part of the game. I'm not saying that's necessarily the, the way to go, but it's an option, something to, something to consider so, and to chew on. I, I actually like that, Kevin. I think there might be something there. I have Happy to dig into that more now, actually, if either of you have thoughts, but I have an, another possible like alternative um, to this whole solution that's even a bit more outside the box. And I've been trying to think through it. I only just thought of this like at the start of this space. It's nothing I've mentioned to you before, Chauncey. And it's also that's how young of an idea it is. So I'm sure there are some issues I haven't thought through. But what if you could kill two birds with one stone? by both so for context like our validator spark ibc is kind of constantly battling that floor is lava and rising problem that kevin talked about on juno and especially Upmos. and there are some other validators doing similar what if you just had instead of staking what if you had a smart contract where people could lock up their juno as if it was being staked um a hundred percent of their commissions goes to you guys, but you put that Juno with partner validators that deserve the support, like maybe us. And we basically make some deal and write up some um, on-chain contracts and stuff that calculates how much your wallets are delegating to us. We refund you the commissions on it every month, so you're still getting 100% um, of the actual staking rewards. And then, yeah, 
that's like totally out of left field. But what about something like that where you're not actually a node? You're an alternative way. And honestly, with the stuff Pupmos is building, like you could probably even do that in a way where people staked with your smart contract could be maybe passed on and eligible for airdrops and stuff. I'm not sure if there'd be a way to do that. But like I said, this is a very young idea, about 20 minutes old. But yeah, any thoughts from either of you guys? Uh, it's super interesting. I'm going to have to think on that a little bit from my side. I really, really yeah. like the concept. Um, it'll definitely take some smart contract work to get it done right. It's it's almost like not like a liquid staking derivative. It's different than that. Um, I guess, yeah. No, that's... It would be for, you'd basically be a middleman like custodier that says, hey, if you want to donate your yield to charity, instead of staking it with a node, stake it with us. We'll stake it to our partner nodes who will also refund us the commission on that stake and make sure 100% is going to charity while ensuring... So like, let's say you did that with us. Sure, we wouldn't get the commissions off it, but we as a community validator would also validate from just the raw amount staked with us to help us stay away from the the ever-rising floor. You know, you what? I, I actually kind of love this um, because that's a great way to build a broad base of support too, right? Because yeah, there'd be you know, Spark Eco, Cosmos Spaces, community impact-oriented validators, and ha- Oni Validator, of course. Um, and that would be, yeah, I, you know, I, I would have to think through like technically the right way to do that, but it makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, Kevin, what are your thoughts? I mean, I kind of dig it. I will admit I got a phone call, so I missed the first part of what you said. Uh, <laughs> but the, the, that tail end of it sounded really good. Um, I'll, I'll super nutshell it. So instead okay. of them running a node at all, they run a smart contract, some kind of platform that basically lets you lock up Juno with them as if you were staking. You can always uh, withdraw the principal after the unbonding time at any time. But basically they act as a middleman where they will take that Juno and stake it with other partner nodes, such as Spark IBC, Oni, Cosmos Spaces, whoever in like the partner network is most struggling in the set. And we also have some algorithms that will automatically refund Angel our commission on their portion of the stake. So they're still getting 100%. Um, but rather than taking up another slot in the active set, they're actually supporting other community vows and still getting that 100% commission on all Juno locked with them. Wow, that... I hadn't thought about that, but that's honestly kind of brilliant. Um, That just hit me in the past 20 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's that's really cool. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great idea. It, It is some smart contract work, but I, I would imagine a lot of those contracts are um, built in some sense as well. I mean, they're not terribly different from kind of a liquid staking contract. It's just you tweak it. Right. Um, I mean, I would jump on that in a heartbeat. I think the only downside I can think of off the top of my head, I'm sure there are others, is just that you then lose the exposure to average stakers. Like nobody scrolling the validator list is going to see Angel Protocol and be like, oh, but 
I, I wonder how much of your stake that would actually constitute. It definitely would happen, but it would probably be pretty far in view between because A, you need a person that is actually willing to take five extra minutes out of their day and research this random node they saw. And then of that tiny audience, someone who's also willing to donate like at that exact moment. But that's the only downside I really see. Um, I mean, I would personally, um, you know, I, I would just put that, you know, in, in, uh, an, a me, in our bio, like in the bio for yeah. validator, yep. mention angel and link to the site, and like I would, I would want to. Um, yeah, from the actually, no, wait, you're that. right. It might almost be more exposure in that way if you had like a number of partner nodes that were all like part of the angel alliance is already taken. But yeah, hmm. Um, Joe, if you wanna, if you have any thoughts, feel free to hop in. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been listening to uh, to you guys kind of brainstorm here, and I think um, what what Chauncey said earlier, the difficulties of getting into the active set, right? There's, you're never going to be able to get a hundred percent of a of a whale's delegation, so that even if you get into the active set, you might have trouble staying there. And I think to build off Timmy's idea, and, and part of that is because the UI is just not going to be friendly to any validator with double-digit commission on any chain. I think I think that's part of the issue. But to build on what Timmy said, if you were willing to give up the idea of becoming a node yourself, I think you have a better chance of making, you know, 50 partnerships with 50 different validators that would give up 2% of their of their validator commissions to to you know basically guarantee that you'll have a stream of income and if it's 50 it doesn't even be 50 different validators it could be 10 validators that are on five chains right that that would be a lot easier than than staying in the active set on a lot of these chains where it's super competitive wow yeah, Chauncey, you could have one like unified UI where anyone who wants to do this thing, you know, you just pick between Juno, Terra, Kuji, and like, you know, it's all one interface all set up. Well, the, the other thing is, Timmy, what about this? Since they might lose some of that exposure, right? People are not going to see Angel Protocol in the validator set. Something they could do, and I'm, I'm guessing it could be done with, with DowDow, they could airdrop, you know, tokens to all of the val- all of the delegators who are with those partner validators, and they could use that to vote on where to direct the money. So they have some, you know, vo- voting rights. Let's say, since that validator is going to be guaranteeing whatever the percent is, it could be fifty different validators, two percent. It could be a hundred, one percent, and. It would be basically like an airdrop, maybe every quarter or even once a year. Hey, everyone's going to get ten tokens if you're if you're staking with one of our partner validators, and you could now you could use those tokens on DowDow. You can you can stake them on DowDow, and now you could vote every month. We're going to have a proposal on where to direct this fund, so at least they have some say. And I think it would get people involved, and that might that might be better than the exposure of just having your name in the validator set. And constantly on Twitter, making it known that you're fighting to stay in the active set. Yeah, I'm even 
I'm just imagining like as you scroll through a validator set, you see a handful of validators on a couple different chains that are like, you know, in our case, it'd be like Spark IBC, Space, the vertical bar, Space, Angel Ally, or something like that. Seeing like five different vals in a set that are all Angel Allies, that'd be super cool. And, and not only that, you could, you could almost say, you know, it, it's basically an airdrop. It's not a valuable token, but people just love airdrops and they don't care what they can do with them. I don't think a lot of people like I wouldn't care what the airdrop was for. But if I knew that I was getting an airdrop because I staked with Spark IBC, I can go now vote on what cause I want to support. And maybe every month, you know, you have a list of five and two out of the five make it or something like that. I think it would get people involved and it would be tremendous exposure. I like it. Would Wait, would this be for people staked directly to our node or staked with us via the like angel protocol sort of proxy contract? Um, to be honest, I, I staked through the oh, contract. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Cause you'd want yeah, to I, know, send a I mean, I know I'm leaving out. I'm leaving out the way in which the money gets to, back to Angel Protocol, but um, I'm just assuming that can get done. Um, and it would be, you know, maybe every quarter, you know, every even once a year. Hey, here's the deadline to stake with these validators. You're going to get your airdrop. People will, you know, maybe they redelegate 10% of whatever they've got with a couple of different partner validators, and then they know they're going to get an airdrop that they can use to as voting weight for um, proposals on Dow Dow to support various causes. I, I love this. Uh, Kevin's been raising his hand, so I want to give him a chance to speak here, but it, I, yeah, there, we, we've talked about similar things and I want to speak to that in a bit here, but uh, Kevin, please. Yeah. I, um, well, now I'm just going, I'm running kind of wild with this, but um you know, I, I can almost see this as, you know, okay, so on smart stake and restake, for example, where people go to auto compound, you know, on restake, they can see if, uh, if, if we have restake enabled, of course, but they can also see if we're a staking rewards verified provider uh, on, on ONI, right? So there's these badges um, on smart stake, people can see if their validator is also a relayer and if they have restake enabled i can almost imagine a world where integrating with them so that people can also see is my validator an angel validator where they're integrated with angel smart contract which allows people to stake through that contract to their validator um and that is a pretty cool way to go like oh yeah like my validator is supporting a like verified charitable cause and potentially there may even be you know i don't know if it's through angel smart contract i imagine there could even implement the tax receipts and what have you but um that would be a pretty amazing way to also gain some visibility is like this person has been verified as participating in the angel program i love that you could even take it a step further and have the, you know, like if there's this little badge signifying you're part of this program. And what if to Chauncey, since you guys would be immensely helping out your partner validators by giving them like a, a solid, you know, placing in the set, even if they're not getting the rewards for it, 
maybe as a return, like, I don't know if you'd want to make this a requirement or if some would just be willing, but like, I'm, I'm pretty sure us at Spark would be willing to donate some portion of our commissions back to you guys, just of the normal ones from our normal validators, people staking directly with us outside of our contract. And then it's just even more of an enforcing system where even if someone doesn't go through your contract to do it, it would be a much smaller amount, but by staking with us, they're also donating to charity because some of their commissions are going that way. It'd be such a good selling point, like all around. A hundred percent. No, we do have multiple validators in the Angel Alliance today who, uh, who yeah. um, donate a portion of their revenues to Angel, including Oni Validator. Absolutely. And okay. uh, on that point, one thing just to mention is you could have two tiers. You could have Angel and Angel Plus, like a validator that is participating in the program and a validator mm. that's participating in the program and additionally donating, donating part of their yield. Totally. Yep. Just, yep. just a thought. Um, Chance or Kevin, did either of you see whose hand went up first? <laughs> We've got three. I want to say it wasn't me. I'm third. I want to say it was Crypto Tank followed by Sky Monk. Okay, cool. Take it away, Tank. Hey guys, uh, great conversation. Sorry, I'm going to ask a really dumb question. I've been working on uh, replacing uh, some stuff underneath the sink, <laughs> a disposal unit. So I heard you guys talking, and immediately was like, "Ooh, wait a minute, are you telling me?" That if I, if you guys do this and I delegate to an angel supportive validator that there might be tax benefits for me, did, did I hear that right? There, yeah, so that, that would probably be the only downside of the plan we're proposing. I don't know that we'd be able to do tax receipts with this kind of smart contract integration just because it involves other people then sending the commissions back and the trail gets kind of convoluted. Um, as it stands currently today, yes. Uh, if you stake to our 100% commission validator, you can claim tax receipt and deduction off of that. Ah, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Very welcome. Interesting. That's an interesting point you bring up, though, Kevin. So just because of the added complexity of this idea, it might be harder to... Because it's not a direct uh, donated yield. Yeah, I, I can totally see that as, as being the case. So... Um, it could be that this is a supplemental thing, which feeds into the 100% node. So, you know, to help secure those active set spots, um, you know, and bolster mm. the, you know, another way to kind of bolster the set. I, I mean, no matter what, I think this is a good idea, regardless of even the 100% commission validator debate or not. Um, uh, you know, even if you're doing the hundred percent, I think you should do this too, just because it gives us a lot more ways to give back. Yeah, cool. Sky monks, feel free to jump in. Yeah, I just had a, a, an idea. Maybe you could have the the staking contract as an NFT, so the NFT will present the the amount of staking you have, and you can vote with the NFT, something like that. And if you can even trade the, you can even trade the NFT back to someone else if they wanted to, if they want to be able to access your staking in a sense. So it's not technically staking forever in a sense. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like if I, if I locked up a hundred Juno in this, this theoretical contract, which then went on to get staked with say Spark or any number of other community vows. Yeah, and you get it. I would then 
Yeah, you'd get like an NFT IOU that basically is representative of a hundred Juno in the angel contract. Yeah, and and it does change. Let's say you unstake the NFT change, the value change, or something like that. Yeah. Hmm. So in a way, uh, the the your 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 position is not locked forever in a sense. It's twenty and day. That's not forever, but you're still able to sell it to someone in a sense if you're like, oh, I don't like Angel anymore or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and you yeah. don't want to donate and you just sell it to someone. Maybe someone want, would be willing to get it, maybe like a 5%. Then it is someone is able want to wait the time or something like that. Hmm, interesting. Oh, yeah, cool. okay. yeah. Ch- Chauncey, I think just uh, like this is probably too technical and and boring at this point for the space and we can totally take it offline but there might be a way to actually with authz and all that reroute those rewards through the delegator's wallet and then to angel which would um still make that an eligible uh, yield so there might be a way to still do that using authz um i'd have to talk to a couple of people but i think it's possible. i knew you thinking that would preserve the tax write-off capability yeah, it would because that That's would just right. be an additional yield. Hmm. Very interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah, Joe. Food, food for thought. Yeah, no, that's great. Kevin actually, when he started talking about the badges, gave me another idea to kind of extend this to the world outside the validator set. We have we have a lot of NFT projects, and I see at least two of them here where. Not only do we have community validators, we, we, we're starting to have community treasuries, right? We, you know, Maneki, um, Atlas DAO, like we, ha- we have these community treasuries. And even before some of these NFT collections mint, they'll declare, you know, 60% going to the treasury. We could, um, and I think this would be, again, like a really no-brainer marketing kind of, I don't want to say pressure them, but just say, hey, would you be willing to give a quarter of that? to one of one of these validators there's you know there's 50 of them would you be willing to guarantee that you keep x amount of your mint you're going to stake it anyway would you guarantee to keep it staked for six months or one month or even you know whatever the time period might be and that might be a way to get around the um the issue of i see the biggest issue is what chauncey brought up earlier is that you're if you're a hundred percent validator, you're not going to get a whale to give you their whole delegation. But now these community wallets, which you know they might not be humongous now in a in a bull market, you know some of these treasuries might be ten times what they what they are now, maybe twenty, depending on what they what they're holding. So, yeah, we could we could definitely get some NFT projects on board that plan on staking a percentage of their mints to the partner validators. This is huge. I, yeah, I love all of this. Um, it's funny, and Joe, I wanted to just run with something you said earlier, too, about the whole Dow Dow aspect. Uh, I was literally talking to Timmy earlier today about this, of what, what we'd like to do is exactly that, like set it up as a community vote type thing. And part of the discussion here, and I don't know whether it still fits in, but honestly, it might fit in even more so, um, is I wanted to get thoughts from people on the idea of 
Juno as a blockchain um, making a social impact pledge. Uh, and when I say that, I mean, you know, with traditional businesses, a lot of them will take like a 1% commitment to give back revenue to social impact. Uh, and that was part of the reason the Angel Alliance was formed and our whole Locked for Good program was to make a native way for ecosystems and projects to do that. Uh, and this wouldn't be just a request for Angel, but the idea that we were talking about was some kind of proposal to Juno governance to commit something like 1% of the community fund, maybe less. I, you know, Kevin, I know you have thoughts on this and I'd love to, to hear them out more. Um, that gets staked to a variety of impact-oriented validators that are on Juno. Um, so, I mean, Angel, obviously, but we also have Aqua, um, another charitable validator. Uh, we have Spark, which uh, gives back commission to public goods projects uh, on Juno. So we could have some type of community delegation, uh, but a big part of that would be the engagement aspect, right? Like we all know that Cosmos as a whole is not, you know, the home of marketing. <laughs> um, but social impact is a great thing to get out there into the world to attract people to this space. And I really think the more impact you generate, the more awareness about that impact you generate, the more people you get interested in joining the ecosystem. Um, so I think there could be a really compelling argument to be made to have part of the Juno Community Fund staked impact validators. And it may work even better with what you've described here, Timmy, because it also then is contributing to the decentralization of the network. I just wanted to say, aside from Juno, I think that would be a good, a, something good to bring up to any new chains that are being added to Cosmos, right? They're going to airdrop tokens anyway, right? Maybe they reserve 1%, 2%, and, you know, you'll be able to give them some exposure and vice versa. It, it, everybody wins. And again, all of this is kind of resting on the idea that you are willing to give up the validator business, right? You, you, you're going to, originally we were talking about you or angel protocol being a validator. This, now this goes out the window. And I think one of something we're overlooking that this, that makes this an advantage is that let's say you become a validator and you successfully get into the active set on multiple chains and you're able to stay in the active set. Other, I, I envision a time where, you know, five, 10% of the active set are, you know, 100% commission validators, now you're competing with them, right? So it, 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 I think there's a big advantage to partnering with existing validators rather than becoming one yourself, because if you're successful, others will try to do the same thing. And now you might be, you know, competing for those same delegations. Yeah. And honestly, that's always been one of the concerns. Like we don't want to knock anyone else out of the open set. Um, that being said, I, I think that a validator can in certain situations. Uh, like uh, Kujira, for example. Kujira is a Locked for Good member. We run a Kujira validator. They donated like $400,000 worth of Kuji tokens that we have staked to our validator, harvest that yield, send it off to charity. So when the ecosystem that's joining the LFG program, like a, a lot of times in that way, it could make sense. But honestly, I really like what Timmy's suggested here. Uh, and I, I think that probably does make more sense once we can get that. Uh, but uh, the other thing I wanted to say of that is it should all be 
manage through DAO, right? It's no good if this just happens as a one-time on-chain vote and then there's no awareness or engagement around it. The key element of this is engaging the community and exactly what you described, Joe. We set up a DAO, we have people go in and vote on a monthly basis. And now the entire Juno community is engaged in this monthly giving process where they decide the cause is most important to the community, send those funds out. Uh, it gives everyone the warm and fuzzies, and it also creates actual positive externalities in the world. So anybody feel free to jump in here and like just cut me off in the middle. I just kind of want to talk through how this might look. Um, so someone um, might go to this, this, con this angel contract and say, like, I have a hundred Juno, Juno here that I want to lock to give the year, uh, yield away to charity with. They would do that. You guys would um, take that Juno and allocate it into a stake with a partner validator that would refund you guys the commission on whatever you stake with them to keep that 100%. The end user would maybe get, let's say, a uh, hundred, probably non transferable tokens minted into their wallet similar to spark points actually with those tokens purpose being uh they are the voting token for the angel uh dao on dao dao so proportional to how much you've locked in the charity contract you have that many votes on dao dao as to uh i think a number of different things right chauncey so it would be both like which uh, charities you guys support, how much to each. I'm not sure exactly what that would look like. Um, and then maybe using some auth Z trickery like Kevin was mentioning, what would actually happen there is when we pay back the yield, it would get routed through there'd be some trickery that were there that might make it uh, tax compatible but basically yield would be going eventually to the charities and then if someone wanted their principal back like wrapping up this whole cycle it would pretty much be the same as unbonding except instead of going to the staking dashboard they'd go to your guys contract they would start the unbonding period which would take away those hundred governance tokens from their wallet it would burn them as well as start a 28 day timer for you to get your juno back once that amount of juno has been unstaked with one of your partner validators does that all seem roughly right yeah can that, that's cool can you can you also be um i don't know if that's right like the the nft i did add where um the representation of the staking is the nfts I might be wrong in that, but like I'm either. thinking, because I like that vote. idea. But I was think I'm thinking the tokens as an alternative now, because of the governance aspect of going to Dow Dow, and because I might donate a certain amount into this program one week and then another the next, and rather than have to code a a Dow that accepts governance votes from multiple different types of NFTs, it could all just be this token instead. Gotcha, gotcha. Because I know with that DAO Z2, you should be able to stake NFT and all that. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I just wonder if it would be more complicated because, you know, you might have one F NFT that represents 100 Juno delegated and then three other for like four different amounts or whatever. Or Maybe, true. Maybe the NFT could update over time. So if you have 100. And you yes. 
that's true. So it doesn't have to be that. So if you want to stick more NFT in that same contract address, in a sense. And I'm not sure if there's a huge Yeah, because with the access, you can sell the NFT back to someone there. So you don't have to wait the 28-day period. So kind of like, Oh, that's that right. Will, that will right. um, that will get more people to stay to donate because they don't have to wait the twenty one days. So I think that's that's actually a whole other conversation that I think Chauncey and his team would have to have of like, because that introduces an interesting element um, of like this being able to be a traded thing, and I don't know if we want that. My initial idea, which definitely could be wrong, maybe you're right, Jacob. That might be the way to do it. Was just like they're actually soul bound. So it doesn't matter whether they're tokens or NFTs, you only have these things and you can only vote so long as you have principle in the protocol and it's proportional to the amount you have. Gotcha. I see. But I guess if you traded it around, you'd still be the owner of it. So, hmm, that's that's an interesting thought for sure. Netadow, feel free to hop in. Yeah, I mean, at that point, it's effectively just delegating, right? Yeah. If it was, if it was transferable. Uh, but anyway, yes, please. Um, I got to run. I love this conversation. I think, I wonder if we should safeguard Angel's roadmap and budget by locking in those tokens for a period of time that allows them to mm. forecast. Because what I would hate is somebody chasing a nonprofit comeuppance on their taxes or whatever they're trying to do, and then basically rug Angel when they're trying to plan you know three quarters out to do something yeah we may want to do that in dow dow to allow for them to i guess forecast and and not just get rugged not that they're trying to rug them but like it would be really no, hard totally. to go in and out but thank yeah. you for the convo love you guys bye thanks so much for popping up no worries um yeah di- different than what uh, jacob from sky monks was mentioning about nfts but you could always just do something fun too. That's like, maybe you do have an NFT collection. You cannot buy them or mint them, but maybe when you enter this contract um, for like locking up your Juno, you pick how long you want to lock it up. And maybe that the longer you lock it, the, the rarer, cooler of an angel ally NFT you get or something like that, or some other kind of incentive, but something to maybe add a time lock mechanism to the whole thing beyond the 28 days. Yeah, Kevin, go ahead for sure. I think that's a that's a great idea. I think you know there's also something to be said for like what's the minimum viable product to like effectively achieve what's desired. And kind of the initial thought there is just um, like how quickly can it be executed? So I mean, I would definitely say make it a part of the roadmap if it makes sense for you guys. But if, you know, getting a smart contract together that allows other validators to um, participate and, and kind of do the liquid staking thing, as discussed, it, it makes sense. And that's the easiest thing to, like, start getting funding flowing into Angel. Let's do that. And then after that, you know, next version of that, implement the tax benefits of that um, with Aussie or whatever it is after that. and then you know, whatever comes from that point forward, you know, you know then you can go crazy with it and, and start building out the NFTs and all of that. But I think there's 
like the most immediate thing that I can see is kind of using validators to help evangelize the cause is an immediate way. First of all, just to become known to everybody and to start to communicate with users and show them how they can interface with Angel and get that first point of contact. Because really, that's the biggest thing is you need that first point of contact. Um, and then from there, it's, it's quite satisfying. It's, it's very easy to do stuff with an angel. It's very well thought out. It's very well built. It's just getting people to know it and know that it exists and to partner up with the people who do that. And generally speaking, delegators most frequently uh, interface with their validators. So that seems like a pretty easy win to me, at least. I, I fully agree with that. Um, yeah, 100%. And Kevin, I, I do want to get your thoughts on the Juno uh, community pool. Like, even if it was a much, much smaller amount, just to test it out, see how it works. Because it's a very simple implementation. In this, it would simply be Juno voters, right? Because if mm -hmm. it's the community fund, you would have just people vote with their Juno uh, through a DAO-DAO set up to do this on a monthly basis of how those funds got distributed. Uh, but that honestly would be a huge boost of awareness for us too. And then we could start with that and then transition to the smart contract model once that's built out. Yeah. 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 I think I, I, I would be in favor of it. I think it would be wise um, just with like uh, <laughs> token price and market conditions and all that fun stuff that is not fun. Um, to do a, a smaller ask, but I think that's a great idea. Um, and I think it's definitely something worth considering and, and looking at. I mean, I would just kind of compare what, you know, maybe what Kajir has done and compare it against market caps and propose something similar. Um, and then that might be a way to just sort of get things off the ground. Two little assorted side comments. Um... One thing Netadao had mentioned uh, somewhere, I forget if it was a DM or a tweet, but we could probably have Croncats help with a lot of this or automate some of these processes. This is more behind the scenes building, but in terms of, especially if, and Chauncey, you would have to think about this. I don't think the answer is obvious, but with this new model, in theory, you could give people the decision for what percent of their commission they want to give up. Like maybe a hundred is the default, but some people could lower it. I don't know why you'd want to do that. Cause I agree with you for the most part, the math is the same donating 10 Juno to a 10% commission validator is the same as one Juno to a hundred percent one. Um, I don't know. I, I think, I think the only difference in the math there is that if you were a validator, one means that you have one Juno delegated, the other means you have 10. So we're back to the staying in the active set issue. Um, so may maybe there's no need to let people select something other than 100%, but it's something you could now have flexibility to play with if you saw some benefit. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something to keep on the table and take a look at while we're looking at all this other stuff. I mean, I, I'm really excited about this. I want to get this as a project working right away. Um, 
I don't know, uh, for those not familiar, there's also uh, this group, the Web3 Builders Alliance. Uh, I'm one of uh, multiple founders there. And the whole thing with the Web3 Builders Alliance is very hands-on university-style training with a whole graduation project called the Capstone Project. Uh, And so every cadet that comes through the the Web3 Builders Alliance is A, uh, screened for quality, no one's outright rejected. If you can't make it into the cohorts, you're not qualified. You get the tools necessary to get up to speed and reapply the next time. Uh, but it's very much a quality over quantity approach. So we take high quality devs, train them hands on, have some of the best minds in the ecosystem come and speak to them. Uh, Jake has come and uh, given a talk and helped train some people. Um, Zeke has come and given a talk and helped train some people. Um, and one of the things is we could you know, propose this as a capstone project for them and have them help build this out. Uh, but you, you mentioned you read my mind. want to work with them on that too. You read my mind, Chauncey, because Japper was in here earlier, Jeff, and I was literally just thinking, this sounds like a project for the cadets. <laughs> 100%, very ecosystem aligned, you know? It's really, no, now it's, it's become more, like it's, it's as much about validator decentralization as it is about social impact. And I really, I love, I love this idea, Timmy, because it's one of those win, win, win type things. Yeah. So that's always what we're looking for. I, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, like, okay, I just pulled this out of my ass 40 minutes ago. There must be some angle we're not seeing. I try and be really critical like that, but it really seems like a, a win across the board and gives you guys far more flexibility down the road for things you haven't even thought of now. Right. Like, whereas a validator sort of is what it is. You have control over maybe the commission and like maybe one or two other things, but this gives you a whole smart contract platform where there's just like, it opens up a, a range of uh, opportunities and even helps on like the marketing front, right? Because you'll have five or 10 validators in the set all promoting your thing instead of just your own. Hmm. And here I keep I'm thinking I'm going to have some brick wall I hit where I'm like, oh, but here's the problem. But so far, nothing. <laughs> yeah, Grits, if you want to jump in, go for it. And are you still thinking about doing like those mutations for the NFTs and other projects? Yes. I know like, Skymonks has like their own NFT project and stuff. I'm wondering if there's a way to like also compound that kind of thing on. Hmm. For anyone curious what Gertz is talking about, we, I want to do maybe even a number of different times we'll do something in this realm rather than like making our own NFT collection. Whenever we want to incentivize something or reward users or something like that in the future, I want to do an NFT collection where. Um, we partner with a couple of other collections. And if you have one of our NFTs, which might not even have a picture to it, it'd really just be a token. What you can do is sort of the board ape mutant serum mutant ape thing. So like you could take a rack or a Maneki or a bad kid and you could effectively like mix it with our little nft and give it a spark background the way mine is if anyone looks at tendermint timmy's profile picture it's a bad kid but it has the spark logo in the background you guys could this might be a kind of separate discussion because you could do this with anything not just this idea but it could be really cool to like give people the ability to angelify their nfts or something is that kind of your your idol or your yeah halo yep 
my oh my bad kid would have two halos i love it <laughs> no but exactly that's a good idea i think that's something in general that i think is cool and more people will start playing with in the future as a couple collections kind of become dominate dominant it'll it'll be more interesting to provide like supplements or augmentations to them as opposed to just competing collections um yeah, that, that would kind of work to promote any project, though, but no reason Angel shouldn't consider it. Totally. I love that. I mean, honestly, that's where we've gotten a lot of the support is through different NFT projects partnering with us, you know, incorporating Halos or Angel Wings and what they're doing. But like that's all, you know, while a, a collection's being created and partnering with people at that level. What you're talking about is great because it can just add on to any existing NFT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, like I was talking with Finn in the chat, and he was talking about uh, some gambling platforms. Uh, you know, the racks they they got kind of their own thing going on with you know some they, some of the people are editing you know some of their NFTs and stuff like that. Right. I'm wondering if you could just like commercialize that whole process. Yeah, totally. That's something I'm going to be exploring regardless in the future. So pray for pray for me at the very least. We're, we're going to try and figure that out. But I, I can see it becoming a trend that that many people do because it's 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 again it's kind of like our core idea here. I feel like augmenting other NFTs is like a win win win. You know, no competition, uh, collaborating with existing projects, bringing exposure to both. Usually, uh, you know, best of both communities, but. You have some maybe mechanisms that you could have optionally to stake to their validators because you know nft projects do run validators stuff like that yeah I mean, totally what if like oh my gosh have, what if you know yeah what if when someone went to your platform chauncey with the like staking contract type thing they could pick from your various partner validators let's say they picked um uh, what would a good example be, actually? I guess maybe that that would be because you'd have to partner with ones that have collections. So never mind. Yeah, scratch that, scratch that. But but yeah, on the off chance you were like uh, staked with Spark through Angel, maybe we have an exclusive like. I mean, we don't have an NFT collection, so not a good well, example. Yeah, maybe scratch this, scratch this stuff. Do it badges because you know how like stash badge system and stuff like that yeah you could do that because some projects give out i think the secret spaces does a badge for every project that they do you know hmm. like collecting those sometimes they give like yeah, to the platforms that they're interviewing for right stuff. yeah 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 yeah, there's a number of things you could do to augment this idea, Chauncey. Actually, that's that's mainly what gears are turning from Gritz's idea. There is just like there's quite a few ways you could take because this is like just a more flexible model than just a validator. Um, you have the the liberty of smart contracts at your fingertips to make it so you know. Yeah, you can do anything. Yeah, I, I'm not you know. sure if he's still uh, still listening here, but if uh, if Colin Johnson, you see him in the audience, if he wants to come up and speak. I would love to get his thoughts here. Uh, just a quick background. Uh, Colin was actually the product lead for uh, Apple Cash, uh, and he quit Apple to uh, join Web3 last year. Um, largely, you know, 
because of Angel, and he wanted to get involved and help us out. And he ended up driving an entire marketing campaign for a end-of-year fundraiser we did last year called Restore Earth. Uh, and his whole idea with that was to partner with an existing NFT project. Uh, it was uh, the Galactic Punks project. Uh, and that NFT project minted a special series of NFTs to incentivize that um, that specific fundraiser. So if people donated $100, they got a tier one, uh, all the way up to $100,000 for a tier seven, uh, which got multiple biters who were interested in getting that like rarest of the NFTs. Uh, so gamifying with NFTs is a concept we've uh, long been passionate about. And um, Colin also built out a framework for how we could use evolving NFTs and like uh, basically people could have like a base avatar and then it would improve with different equipables and deliverables based on on-chain actions they took, you know, promoting charities, donating, staking. So I would love to figure this out. And it, we have a lot of NFT projects and a lot of creative people who are allied with us and want to help. So these ideas, I mean, I, I love it. I really want to keep going with this and figure out, you know, the best way to utilize this. But yes, uh, just overall, yes. <laughs> Finn, Finn sent me, TerraSpaces Finn. I'm not sure where this is from. It's just a, a cropped in screenshot of some DM. But um, another idea is, so like, what if it, automatically adjusted to within the limits of unbonding on chain of course like uh and this is something the dao could also take care of and like define the parameters on exactly how it worked but let's say you have five partner validators each 28 days your system does a readjustment of how much is staked with each to try and like basically bring them as close together as possible. So like if one of your five partner validators really far behind, maybe almost a hundred percent of your stake would go with them. If they're all sort of similar, it would split it up to the point where they're like right next to each other on the set. It, there's actually a really uh, easy algorithm for that to me, which yeah. um, uh, stake easy uses. Um, and it's basically if, if, the unbonding amount is, or let's say the bonding amount, take the more positive version. Let's say your bonding <laughs> amount um, is greater than your TVL divided by the amount of validators, then you stake it evenly to everyone. Otherwise, you stake it all to the lowest validator. And you do the reverse with unbonding, and that ultimately results in an almost completely even set over the course of say a month. Yeah. You can run that every, uh, I think it's, I don't know, four or five days. Cause you get seven different kind of, you know, unbonding periods within a month. So you could run that or maybe in mm -hmm. I say. Three, or, three or four day windows. Basically you could run that. Yeah. Same and, and it, I think the only, Maybe I just misunderstood you. The only part different in my mind is like it wouldn't necessarily all go to the lowest validator, like outside of the amount Angel was staking, just the normal stake that these vals had. If the lowest one of the five was only, you know, a little bit beneath the second lowest of the five, then it would 
you know, delegate the most to that one, but like enough across all of them to keep them pretty even. I think that's what you were getting at though, right? More yeah, it is. It's, yeah. it's, yep. it's, you know, it's no point in speaking the algorithm because it's hard enough to understand. All oh, the absolutely. But yeah, but yeah. It, it works pretty well and it's evening them out. The reason I, I know is because we're on that liquid staking protocol and, you know, I, I see how it kind of bumps up the two lowest validators in different succession and then they're slowly right. matching out with all the other eight in there so i love it i love it chauncey i think this is definitely an avenue worth exploring it would also just allow all your partners to like more specifically shout you guys from the rooftop like there's a more direct tie in there and like you know even just having maybe like angel ally or alliance in the name of the validator for those participating or something yes yeah percent I, so I apologize. I'm going to have to get going here uh, because I am the father of two adorable littles uh, and it is Halloween night. Yeah. <laughs> so getting ready to go do the, the trick-or-treating jazz. Um, but honestly, Timmy uh, and Kevin both, like, thank you. Thank you, gentlemen, for your time today for this whole discussion. And obviously, feel free to keep it going. We've got plenty of people who can speak to you on the call, including Tim still here. But yes, I think this is a perfect path forward, you know, some kind of you know reasonable test beginning for a community validation with DAO DAO voting on where that's directed as a smart contract platform is built out that allows this staking, which is really a decentralization mechanism to keep community and impact validators in the active set. Like, yes, um, and there's all kinds of bells and whistles and, and fun stuff we can build off of that. Yeah. I love that it. Sounds sounds awesome to me. and. I, I'm in a similar position as Chauncey, uh, but yeah. with nephews. Yeah, running as well. <laughs> yes. But it sounds like it's perfect. We're all aligned. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, cool. thank you guys so much. This is um, came away with more than I would have pro- probably ever dreamed of on my own, or definitely more than. So that's an we- awesome idea, Timmy, and very, very cool solution. Can we also all just take a quick moment to appreciate like the forum that this idea like in other communities, the idea of there being some contention over a concept and then not only it being worked out like just with everyone wanting to help and just contribute, but in a public setting like this, just where anyone can chime in. We had people come up on stage like this is why I fell in love with Web3. So for everybody who even just tuned in and listened today, especially everyone that came up on stage and chimed in, like, thank you all so much. This is so cool that we can build our ecosystem in this way. It is, it is awesome. <laughs> Say again, Chris. It's hard to catch these spaces. I only noticed it because I get I alert, I got alerts now for mine. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. But um, I know you, you have a, a tool that should help with that, right? Is that public yet? Or yeah, the calendar? It's done. It's public. You can share it. Oh, okay. Actually, let me, I want to shout that out real quick. Where should I point people? Like your... Uh, the, I guess, where, where would I even... It's not permanently like posted anywhere. Uh, it's on, yeah, it's on, that's... Cosmos Space has posted it, but I'll just retweet it on my account. Cool. So everybody go peep Gritz's account after this. It'll be his most recent retweet. But he basically did some Google API and and Twitter API wizardry to create a Google calendar that just 
automatically detects and adds like all cosmos spaces um yeah. not just from the account but like spaces in the cosmos so like it's basically everybody i'm following and if you see my yeah. follower list it's got like two thousand people and projects so and it's all yeah. just cosmos and it's stuff. one of those accounts where like or sorry one of those calendars where you can add it to your own calendar and there's just a little checkbox in the bottom corner so you can hide it obviously most of the time but That's um, really cool tool yeah, super cool tool. Definitely going to have a home on our dashboard on Interchain Info. Um, and yeah, should help people with staying up to date with spaces like these because boy, is it hard. <laughs> like yeah, there's so like much going on. Cool. Well, I think we'll wrap at that. Let everyone enjoy their Halloween. Um, this has been awesome, though. Like, thank you, everyone. Yeah, I, 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 just, I just, sorry, I just wanted to say, on, um, yeah. you know, I, I, talk, I talk a lot with the charities and a lot of the charities are absolute complete beginners with crypto and web3 mm-hmm. and blockchain and they ask what's it about what's the benefit what what can it do uh, because they think it's just you know a bitcoin or whatever it is and yep. and this kind of conversation this kind of proposal this kind of work is a, exactly the kind of thing that you can that we can go back to in the conversations with charities and say this is this is what it's all about you know when you when you're thinking about the angel alliance when you're thinking about community this is this is it um, and it's a it's a perfect example. I can I can almost Im- imagine talking about this in conversations with charities, and and then their first experience with Web three and crypto and in inverted commas is a good one. It's not about what they've seen on the news about some kind of I don't know somebody being ripped off or rugged. Yeah, or whatever. Yep. It's, it's a positive thing. I mean, really fantastic. Really, really good. Really good evening. Thank you all. No, that that's true. Like in a nutshell, what happened here today was there was some con- tension over a way we were doing things purely out of everyone involved wanting us to succeed. And we all came together and pulled an idea totally out of left field that might just be like the best of all worlds. And like, that's just mwah, that's cosmos right there, baby. And I think that's a beautiful note to end it on. Kevin, do you have anything else? No, I just want to say thank you to everybody for tuning in and and being a part of this and contributing really cool ideas to uh you know build out our our social impact on on juno and and across the cosmos really i think this is something that can scale out really nicely to uh, you know almost every chain in the cosmos so i think it's really really exciting and um you know can't wait to see it cool Last thing I'll say is Chauncey, a discussion not to get lost. We should definitely circle back, maybe do another space soon on the sort of impact allocation from Juno community funds and other chains as well. Um, I think that's its whole own discussion and one definitely worth having. So let's maybe chat about doing another space here soon. But cool. Other than that, guys, I think everybody enjoy your Halloween. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was 100% Commission Validators with Angel Protocol, hosted by Oni and Spark IBC. Recorded on Monday, October 31st, 2022. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to Terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support. Sneaking through back alleys.
Molly's on a little cosplay Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way Resuscitating major players in the waiting room Sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom Slayed a few in my early years, often hit the shrooms Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news To let us know what we should believe as the latest truth Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio Trying to keep it well lit like filming a movie role Sorting through support from your endorsements Of course we're tripping balls, handed reports in The latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of pack of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Big thinking energy always gets the best of me When I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes Gotta mix and match, flip the latch, letting rhythm scratch No shit, spitting facts with my vision smashed Big trip aristocrats, dishing out a list of trash Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch Better let the missus know where you hit the stash Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise Chastised into digging holes in the back nine The latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of peck of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner finger, licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do Two plus two, show me what that thing could do Two plus two, show me what that thing could do Two plus two, show me what that thing could do Two plus two Tell the spaces. <laughs>